it's have an agreement with yourself that if I do not do this, I do not get the result that I want and I cannot be mad about it. That's, that's my advice. Your level of motivation will be in direct correlation to the size of your mission. And your mission is the problem you're trying to solve in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of The Playbook Podcast. Amy, what's we'll happening? Ask him. Hey, guys. What's, what's up, Amy? No, just listening to both of you guys talk about numbers and everything. Yeah, no, it's the math skills tonight have been... Uh, been I, I laughed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were in trouble there. I thought Alan might lose it and we might get the giggles. I was scared. Me too. Kev, Me I too. know Evan Carmichael's net worth. More than ours. Ah, uh, yes. More than ours. For, for now. For now. <laughs> Amy, you ready to do it? I'm ready. Are you guys ready? We're ready. <clears throat> okay. What are the biggest mistakes you see people make when it comes to motivation? Oh, man. You know, I yeah. would say they assume motivation is going to help them in the moment when, like, if you don't feel like doing something, thinking of being the best in the world might not help. Thinking of, like, movement freedom might not help. Thinking of me, thinking of these isn't necessarily going to help you moment to moment, it will help you as the, um, as the through line of your journey. Sometimes you got to take action to get motivated motivation. Alan, you'll like this. I believe it's, I don't know, Latin motive for action motivation. Ooh. That's, that's, that's what it's broken down from. Strong but, work. I, but I think sometimes you need to build momentum before you get motivation. Sometimes you have to force yourself to do it and then you'll start to feel a little bit better and you'll get a little bit of a result. I think the number one biggest mistake is assuming lack of motivation means lack of momentum when sometimes you just got to kick yourself in the butt. Uh, my answer to this question is uh, people are not learning how to leverage the the darker side of their nature. And I'll give you an example. There's two things that we're really, really, really motivated by. There's many things, but I'm going to overly simplify it. You know, you have the desire for great things or becoming better or desire. And then the other one's fear. And I think most people are not honest with themselves about what they desire and what they fear. And I think it becomes a huge bottleneck. Uh, so for example, Kevin's really leaning into the the truth that is in his nature, that, that materials matter to him. Just like um, whether other people approve of it or not, I do love to be the best at what I do. And, and until you own that and really live by it, uh, I know I have some clients who want to pretend that it's like, well, no, I don't, I don't want to you know, um, be motivated by the opposite sex. Like, it's like, well, what if you are? As a matter of fact, we all are biologically, right? Or maybe not, maybe it's same sex, but love motivates human beings, period. And if you don't tap into that because you're telling yourself a story, you don't need it. You're not going with the biology. And, and Stephen Kotler, we interviewed him and the neuroscience shows that you got to tap into all of these, you know, um, imagine this. If you're a 10 out of 10 in all five of these and you tap into them fully, you're going to be an infinitely more motivated version of yourself versus if you only tap in at your own mastery slash status for, you know, at a level two and 
movement slash freedom at a level three and mating slash romance at a level four and you're not honest with yourself, you might not be the most motivated version of yourself and you're living in ego rather than your own truth. And so um, very last thing I'll say about this question, I was running around the block once and it was it got dark really quick. And it was around this time of year. I think it was October, not November. But I remember it got dark really fast. And I started getting scared of black bears. It is what it is. A little bit scared of black bears. Okay. I started running faster. My desire to get around the block in a certain time, it got way faster when I was afraid of black bears and when it started getting dark. That is just the truth. Very last thing I'll say. Some people want to run for their good health. Other people want to run because they told all their friends and family they're doing a marathon in three months and they invited everybody. One of them's going to run every day. The other one is kind of kidding themselves. And I know that's hardcore. Just fired up today. I don't have anything to respond to that, Amy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do you believe the people you surround yourself with can change the order of the M's for you? And if so, why? That is a great, great, great question. Alan, you, I'm, I'm curious. You hammer it. So uh, they can adapt them, yeah, for sure. So if you're around someone who you're going <clears> to, <throat> we all mirror and match. You know, um, when you're around someone who embodies mastery, you might tend to value it more. You, you'll get inspired, for sure. And so I've definitely, you know, inspired Kevin to care more about mastery. He's definitely inspired me to care more about money because all these are connected. If you don't have money, you can't have the wiggle room to master your craft. If you don't master your craft, you can't add value and be mission-driven. If you're not mission-driven, you can't be profitable and you probably can't afford a home for your intimate partner, right? And so, or for your family or whatever it is. So they're all connected. And yes, 100%, the people you surround yourself with will influence these. Yeah, I second what Alan said. When your awareness changes, everything can change. If you, when Alan and I went and we saw Oprah live at uh, UMass Lowell, she donated what four million, three million dollars, two, two million, $2 million dollars. And I remember at the time, I was like, "Yeah, I'd like to have like a net worth of ten million dollars." And then when she did that, I was like, "I really want to do that." So that's okay. So what happened? It tied into mission and purpose, and then I realized I had to change my material slash money goals. So it actually changed a lot for me. It's I've always valued money, but it made me value it in a different way. And it also made me realize it was going to take something different for me to get it. So it definitely can change. And it forced him to master his craft at a far greater level because Mm -hmm. he now has a higher, you know, goal, therefore has to master more. So yeah. Oprah showed me up. She, she did. That was a good, she showed me up. Good event. Yeah. If I don't put the work in to gain the mastery, am I perhaps chasing the wrong dream? Interesting. Go ahead, Jim. Uh, I believe that most great things are a byproduct of mastery. So um, Kevin, early on, uh, I believe I helped Kevin learn how to be more successful. I think he learned, he taught me a lot about people and about myself and about vulnerability. And I remember early on, he and Taryn were watching a documentary or something, a Bernie Brown's TED Talk maybe, and it was about vulnerability and I didn't really know a lot about it. And, um, whether Kevin knows it or not, he was farther along than I was on the vulnerability journey. And then we started to master that together in tandem. We're what we call feedback partners. Um, and he's been constantly giving me feedback on things that he's mastered more than me, whether he was aware of it or not and vice versa. And so to answer the original question, 
it's most great things in life are a byproduct of mastery, even if you don't know it. So I always reverse engineer everyone's one thing. So Meryl Streep, it's acting, you know, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, it's acting, you know, Eminem, it's rapping. Um, I always try to figure out what's the one thing they mastered that made the biggest difference. Uh, so Amy, you're very warm and loving. You're very welcoming. Mm. Okay. That's why I think you're such an incredible assistant is because I'm not as warm and loving. I'm much more intimidating. So, you know, it's, it's a beautiful dance that we do. So you need to understand that whether you're proactively consciously mastering things, what you are mastering is producing the results in your life, whether you're aware of it or not. I think everything great in life is a byproduct of mastery, but Hey, who knows? Maybe I'm biased. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that now more than ever. I think it's almost like you might not be mastery driven or feel like that's your number one motivator, but that doesn't mean you're doing the wrong thing. It maybe it means that you haven't realized how to succeed yet at the thing you want to do. Like everything started shifting for me personally when I started learning more and trying to master things. I didn't know how to succeed before. I always wanted to have money and I didn't realize how to make more of it. I do. I believe everything you want is on the other side of you becoming aware enough to get it. And the the main way to become more aware is to become more masterful, to understand and study at a deeper level. I believe that now more than ever. If you asked me five years ago, I would have said, no. So just make money and do things. But the problem is you, you can only get as good as you know, really. And if you don't know a ton about what you want to get great at or the awareness, you're not going to be able to have the results you want, unfortunately. And skills. Mastery is skill development, right? So you can know how to lose weight. And you can know how to exercise, but if you don't get in the gym and develop the actual skill, mm-hmm. um, like Kevin has a lot of genuinely a lot of skills in the gym, and and the byproduct of skills in the gym yeah. is being in shape, right? And so you need awareness, but also skill development and training. Appreciate that, absolutely, brother. Oh, yeah. No, no, no response on the flex at all, or are you guys just going to leave me hanging like <laughs> Stephen Glansberg? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're jacked, Kev. Appreciate that, brother. for sure. <laughs> Hi, my name is David London and I'm the host of the Deskbound Therapy Podcast. I've been working with Alan and Kevin for the last two months with both business coaching and podcast coaching and I've seen tremendous value and growth not only in my business but in my personal life and in my relationships because their coaching has taught me to focus on so much more than just the business itself. It's really helped me level up and every time things are going well, they really continually push me to reach the next level. And I definitely recommend working with them. They're such great people to work together. I have both met them personally, you know, in person at a live event and gotten the opportunity to work with them closely online and communicate with them. And I listen to the podcast every day. So I definitely recommend checking out the podcast, check out their business coaching if you, or their, you know, even just life coaching if you want to level up your mindset and your game and just be happier and healthier. Definitely recommend both Alan and Kevin at Next Level University. Do you have any tools or exercises you recommend using to spark motivation when it's not there? So this is (laughs) caffeine and regret. This is, this is one that I, I understand that I don't, I don't think is great for most humans, but this is, I just want to be transparent, honest. I literally sit down. I woke up. Okay. 
Last night, I went to bed at like 8.30 because I was like, I got to get up. I'm going to get after it, do the gym, do cardio, do the sauna, all that stuff. And my alarm went off today at 4.30. And I didn't wake up right away because my earplugs were in pretty deep. And when I when I came out of my bedroom, Taryn was still sleeping. The cats follow me out. They're snuggling. They're nuzzling me. And I literally told myself, I know you want to lie on the couch and get more sleep. You're not happy with the way you look. Go to the effing gym. It's for me, it's pain. I don't, I will not get the result I want if I don't do what I say I need to do. It just is that simple. And I am aware enough and humble enough and I don't know, direct enough with myself to just say, look, this is the result you want. Go do it. It does, you don't have to be motivated, Kev. You'll get motivated when you get there. Like when you get in the car and you put on that song, you get motivated. When you show up on the microphone, you'll get motivated. That's that's how I do it. It's have an agreement with yourself that if I do not do this, I do not get the result that I want and I cannot be mad about it. That's that's my advice. It's hardcore, but that's that's mine. But it's a fact. <clears throat> you know, we can't wish checks into our bank account. That's nonsense. You know, good things can happen by by maybe luck or, or, or faith or something. But generally speaking, you can't repeat that. You can't like yeah. in the, on the NLU team, we have something called the manifestation formula and it, it's got seven steps and they're all critical and we can send it. If anyone wants it, you can reach out to any of us. Um, the show notes or Alan at next level Kevin at next level We get back to everybody or Amy, Amy and I and Kevin, but Reach out. We have a digital asset that has a manifestation framework and it has seven steps. We took it through our group coaching. And, and the truth of the matter is, if you don't have all seven, you're not going to manifest. I, it's a science. It's a science. If you, if you, and, and like Kevin said, so the original question was about motivation. These five M's are identity level motivation. Identity level motivation is the most powerful. Um, and I'll give you a tangible example. Michael Jordan, arguably a, the best basketball player to ever live. I use him a lot as examples because he is well-known. Okay, I use examples that are well-known. Okay, Michael Jordan right now is sort of out of shape. The reason why is because most of his motivation is gone. He's not trying to win championships anymore. Back when he used to be in great shape, he was motivated by an end result. He was motivated to be the best basketball player he could be. He was motivated to win championships. And now that he doesn't have those goals and those dreams because he already achieved them, now he, I'm pretty sure he drinks again, whatever. He's not as into fitness as he used to be. He used to work with Tim Grover. Um, and Tim Grover has two books where he talks about this that I've read both of them. And I've also talked to Tim on Instagram. And the truth of the matter is your level of motivation will be in direct correlation to the size of your mission. And your mission is the problem you're trying to solve in the world. Kevin and I have no choice but to be more motivated than most because our dreams are bigger. We had a tough conversation earlier um, before this, this podcast about how I don't really have a lot of friends anymore. And I know that's sad and, and it is sad. And I have the NLU team and I have tons of clients and I, I consider all of them friends and family in many regards. But but my old friends from corporate, my old friends from high school, my old friends from college, I don't see any of them. And it's not because I don't love them. It's not because I don't value friendship. It's because I value mission more. And these M's, 
are long-term identity level motivation. They're not, you're never going to wake up at 4.30 a.m. pumped to go to the gym. And if you do, it's you're, it's not going to happen consistently. You just got to do what Kevin said, and you've got to understand self-discipline is identifying in advance that you don't get a result unless you do what you know is best. And you're not going to feel like it. You just have to do it anyway. And and it's just true. There's a reason why we're not all rich and ripped and in happy marriages and with fulfilling everything. It's because we don't, it's not easy to do hard things every single day consistently. Boom. Does everyone need to have a mission that's so big it may be unachievable? Go ahead, Alan. You can do it. I know you'll do science and Stephen Kotler. Uh so this isn't me, this is Stephen Kotler, but I have always th- felt this way. I think they're, playing small is a disservice. It's a disservice to you. It's a disservice to the world. And the reason why is, um, so AIM, I, I posted uh, this photo of me when I was in high school. And I was this young, didn't hit puberty yet, five foot two freshman in high school. And I had a chubby face and I was red faced and I was bullied and made fun of and I I didn't feel significant and I had a tough childhood for many reasons and I remember in history class Mr. Parcells he he required that we all do public speaking <clears throat> and I was so anxious that I I went to my mom and I was so petrified it was required to pass the class and I was determined to get straight A's again aiming high and um my mom went and got resourceful and she found a hypnotherapist and I went to Worcester and I went to this hypnotherapist and really in hindsight, it was just like affirmations before bed. I remember I had my little tape deck and I used to listen to it and she would basically associate what I was good at with speaking. Snowboarding, I was really, really good at. So she was like, okay, how do you feel when you're snowboarding? And I would explain it. And then she'd re- listen back my own voice and talk about that with speaking. And 10 years later, Mr. Parcells, my history teacher, hired me to speak at Medway High School as the director of um, athletics. And I got to speak on hyperconscious leadership back then. But it's wild because at one point I was petrified to speak in front of a 20-person class in high school, red-faced and just short and hadn't hit puberty, still working on it. And it's just now I am what I am now. But it was all through having a big mission. I've served a lot of people and I've helped a lot of people become very successful, You know, both of you included, Amy and Kev. But it served me too, because I had to become more to help you guys become more. And I think if I had played small, everybody's life would have been different in my life. And, you know, I, I think playing small is is a disservice to, this is what I'll end on. You have a gift. I don't know what it is, but you do if you search. And if you don't use that gift, you're taking it for granted. Prove, if you're grateful for your health, prove it by developing your health. If you're grateful for your mind, prove it by developing your mind. If you're grateful for your intimate relationship, prove it by being the best partner you can be. Okay? You can change the world in your own way. The 10 people you help, go help 10 people, go help 10 people, go help 10 people. And that's hundreds of millions right there. And so just understand that you're, you're, you're an important part of this world and, and playing small is not only going to dis- be a disservice to the world, but it's going to be a disservice to you and everyone you love. I think I think dreams are contextual because everybody has a different potential. If my dream was to play in the NBA, it's not going to happen. It just and 
I believe and I want to inspire and motivate and all that, but it's just not my quantum nature. I'm five foot five and I sink like a rock. It just, it's, and I can't, I can't shoot a, a basketball to save my life. Like it's just not going to happen where Alan is six foot two and very athletic and could probably dunk if he tried practicing for six months. I just think it's important to understand that I believe you should always be growing and stretching towards something not reliant upon the outcome. Alan and I will never have the greatest podcast ever of all time. That's not how it works. But I can focus on improving and giving back and pouring into other people's cups. I don't think it has to be so big that you never get it. I think it has to be so big that you have to continue improving until you cease to exist. Because that's what fulfillment actually is. It's not about the goal. It's about who you become in the process. And I think we forget that. I think we we think more of even and even I said it the Mercedes the house the the whatever it may be, but the deeper understanding is the man I will have to become in order to get all of those things is such an exponential version of the man I am today that that is the win. So I think as long as your goals, as long as your purpose, your mission is bigger than you and continues to be bigger than you, so you have to keep growing. I think that's what we all need in some way, shape, or form. Not everybody's going to be a millionaire. Not everybody's going to be a billionaire, but everybody has the opportunity to be better than they are today, tomorrow. And Alan, Amy, I, everybody. I think that's that's the pursuit. Next level go. you. Next level go. you. Yep. We, we got a strong go. work. Seven, 701. 701. I have to have some dinner. Amy, thank you strong as always. Work. You're welcome. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. <clears throat> thank you, Amy. Ne- Appreciate next you. Next level nation below You're here. Welcome. Below here, you can see Alan and I both have one-on-one coaching spots available. Next Level Podcast Solutions is growing and thriving. If you have a show and you want to grow it, scale it, monetize it, please reach out. I would love to help. And if you don't have a show and you're like, hey, I don't know what I'm doing, I can help you there too. I have at this point started, I don't even know, dozens of shows. So I'm grateful for that. Alan does peak performance business coaching. If you want your business gets to get to the next level, he gets Alan, all infomercially. I love Alan it. has been instrumental in, in ours getting to where it is. I wish I could take all the credit, but I cannot. Alan has been uh, amazing with that. And I know he can help you. Alan can do things that other humans cannot. I've seen it happen with the team. I've seen it happen with myself. I would not be the man I am if it wasn't for Alan, Jeff number two. So reach out to Alan if you need help. As always, We love you. We're grateful for each and every one of you. We do not have fans. We have family and we will talk to you all tomorrow. I don't know what episode is launching tomorrow. If you're listening to this, there'll be an episode. I don't know what it is, but you'll, you'll, you'll be able to find it. (laughs) Please reach out. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.